Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And the pandemic has come for grape nuts. I thought you were going to start with what you did this weekend. Oh! How how quickly she forgets. Wait, I was just starting with what was on our our list first. (laughs) Apparently I need to put it on there. But I guess, well, I guess what I did this weekend has a lot to do with like real estate and home renovation um, because because I I got on a little bit of an HGTV kick and I started binging the show Windy City Rehab um, with Alice and Victoria that we've talked about. And that show is stressful. Why? It's all about Allison going way over budget and workers doing shoddy work, building stairs wrong, and Donovan <laughs> being like, we're $70,000 over budget, Allison. And then workers not showing up because it's like the middle of winter in Chicago. And it's, it that show is stressful. Like that's puzzling to me. Doesn't that just make her look bad though? Like it doesn't does. that reflect poorly upon her team if she can't get her workers to do to show up and do good craftsmanship? Okay. I mean, we're wading into, you know, territory because that show has just been plagued with rumors of, you know, money mismanagement and, right. and this and that and work work um stop orders and you know, permits that have been pulled and different things, but um I think getting the workers on site is kind of Donovan's bag, her her partner oh. Donovan. Okay, um, so we're gonna blame Donovan. We're gonna blame. Well, and Don. Actually, I just saw that Donovan filed a lawsuit against um, Discovery Plus. And yeah, he filed like a countersuit, right? Yeah, for two million dollars. Yeah, right. That's that's a whole tangent, though. <laughs> Should we talk about grape nuts? <laughs> I was just gonna. I was gonna ask you, Natalie. Do you eat cereal? Um. Yeah, every morning, pretty much. Really? Yeah. What's your What's your poison? Well, you know, queen of bland food, me. Um, <laughs> I love checks, rice checks. Okay, just the plain. I assume no cinnamon or anything nope. like that. Okay. Cardboard, baby. Um, <laughs> and I like um, Whole Foods has this like wheat waffles. Cereal that also tastes like cardboard. Why are we friends? Why do you do this to yourself? (laughs) I don't know, but here this might redeem redeem me. Um, I I have it with uh, sunflower butter, so I'll do like a bowl of cereal with almond milk, and then I'll do like a scoop of sunflower butter. So it's kind of like a little added like texture and flavor. I don't even know what any of that means. Okay, (laughs) I'll I'll see you at Whole Foods. Rachel, do you eat cereal? Um, very rarely. I, uh, I used to eat cereal every day. It's just not something that I reach for. I'm more of like a savory kind of girl in the morning. So I'm Mm -hmm. gonna, you know, make some eggs or a bagel. Mm. Um, I do have a box of Special K with, uh, the fruit and yogurt in it. Nice. So nice. That's on my shelf. But you, Natalie, are in good company with your bland cereal taste because apparently... The cereal grape nuts, there's a shortage. Yeah. This is bizarre to me. This is a pandemic-induced shortage of the cereal grape nuts. Apparently, because we're all staying at home, we're all eating breakfast at home, so we're all reaching for cereal more, 
and I guess grape nuts is the cereal that people are reaching for. I'm going to call BS on that. I mean, Grape Nuts PR is working real hard to get this story placed because, I mean, apparently they're not going to get rid of Grape Nuts, though. It's not No, they're working hard to get it back on your shelves. And by the way, Grape Nuts are neither grapes nor nuts, correct? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's it's mainly, I think it's just like bran. It's just like little... Like wheat and barley. Balls of bran, yeah. It's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, should we transition from grape nuts to fixer upper? We should transition to something. (laughs) Okay. So fixer upper is officially back. You might've heard on the news, um, that fixer upper colon welcome home, which is the reboot of fixer upper, uh, premiered last week. It premiered on Friday. So we're jumping on this as soon as we can because, we couldn't wait to see what Chip and Joe have been up to and what this new iteration of Fixer Upper is going to look like. All right, baby girl, we are back at it. Back at work. This is going to be like nothing we've ever seen before. Oh, my gosh. It's on It's on Magnolia Network, which is their new network on discovery plus which is like the streaming site for all these different networks that are owned by discovery just to clarify magnolia network has yet to launch it's planning on launching later this year this is just kind of a preview on discovery's new streaming service so this first episode of fixer upper is available and then there's going to be three more released throughout the month of february and then the remaining episodes will have to wait until Magnolia Network launches later this year. And we don't know when that's going to be, right? We don't know. Everything's been pushed back because of COVID. My guess mm. is, I don't know why they didn't just wait till later to to launch all of the episodes at one time. Maybe there's just great hunger for Fixer Upper. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Probably. But I can understand. I mean, seeing them back on the screen, people are people are buzz about it. Um Natalie and I have not discussed our thoughts on this episode at all. Mm-mm. So you're going to get it blind. Natalie, what did you think? Um, can I, I'm going to contrast Windy City Rehab and Fixer Upper Welcome Home. Windy City Rehab gave me heart palpitations. Fixer Upper Welcome Home was like slipping into a nice warm bubble bath and you know, sipping a glass of wine and just being like, everything is okay. Chip and Joe are going to take care of everything. Yeah. And they're going to give you a gorgeous house to look at. And there's not going to be drama. It's just going to be a really enjoyable show. A really That's enjoyable true. 45 minutes It was completely drama television. free. Oh, yeah. You're exactly, yeah, you're exactly right. It was like eating a bowl of mashed potatoes. For sure. Which I love. Um, yeah. It is comfort food all the way. Yes. And I I also, and I'm sure that you noticed this too, um, the traditional format of Fixer Upper is that they show, Chip and Joe take um, a couple or, or a person who's looking for a new house out to three different properties and they have to pick one. And that's a bit of like the baked in drama of the episode. Which house are they going to pick? And this in Fixer Upper Welcome Home, they had a couple that had already bought a house. So 
I felt like that took out some of the game showiness of yeah that like the HGTV game showiness of it. I felt like this was more uh, like I was watching a lifestyle reality show with with a home renovation built in. Like yeah, I agree. It feels like they're go- instead of going for like ninety percent renovation, ten percent lifestyle now the balance is like 40 percent lifestyle 60 percent home renovation and I think that's great yeah I I did think it was great um I didn't miss having that element of the show where they pick a house that we all as the audience know they have already selected and it was all just done for the cameras um I will disagree with you and disagree with myself in terms of it being comfort food Um, And like a nice, warm, relaxing bubble bath because the house that this couple owned was the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was horrifying. Um, And just to give you a quick premise of the episode, uh, it's a young couple, Lainey and Lucas, and they're outside of Waco or in Waco, obviously. They have bought this little brick one-story home for an unknown amount of money, the house was built in 1999, and I don't know what happened between 1999 and 2020, but some crimes against humanity occurred in this home. Mm-hmm. It is atrocious. There's some things that somebody forgot to take with them when they moved out. And by things, I mean all the things that you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh my God. There is trash everywhere. There's animal feces everywhere. There's a lot of poop in there. Just poop on top of poop. Piles of things that are maybe termites. They're not sure. I cannot, I cannot even begin to tell you what a disaster this house was. And Joanna had to leave the house because her eyes were burning from the smells and everything inside. Do you want, sorry, my eyes are starting to burn. (laughs) Yeah, I legitimately almost threw up when, yeah, several times, but when they opened that fridge and there was just <sighs> what looked like either like cover your ears if you're squeamish yeah cover your ears cover your ears cover fast your ears. forward or something fast yeah. forward 15 seconds what was either dirt or maggots I in the fridge definitely maggots <gasps> what? you opened oh, the fridge oh my god are those maggots <laughs> it turned into dirt it was and that that rotten egg that just falls out i mean on the floor and immediately turned to gas don't move things around what was that that was an egg why did it make that sound that is so rotten that it just turned to gas chip and joe definitely admit that this is the worst house that they've ever dealt with so That did kind of add an element of drama, I suppose. But they, they move on through it real quick. And um, Lucas and Lainey actually say that they're going to be the ones who are going to clean it up. They don't ask Chip and Joe to help them out with that, which I was surprised about. But maybe HGTV costs extra for that. Well, that was – I yeah, did they do that just because they felt like we can't possibly put them through this? Or – would would it have cost they wanted to save on labor costs or something like I, I have know. no idea yeah I have a lot of questions about kind of like the costs involved in turning this thing around but um they did decide to do it themselves so then Chip and Joe came back to 
basically an empty but still very dirty and rundown house and uh, presented their plan. Now, Lainey was the one really running the show here. Uh, Lucas was just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> Lainey said that she liked dark, bold colors and she liked a mid-century modern and Scandinavian design aesthetic, to which my first thought was, uh-oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound like that's up Joanna's alley at all. Yeah, I think she actually made a comment about, like, this is not about pushing a design style on somebody. Like, yeah. maybe maybe they had them, like, record something. They didn't actually include it in the final cut of the episode about, like, this is very outside of the the modern farmhouse aesthetic that that Joe is so used to. But um, yeah, I was I was curious to see how Chip or excuse me how Joe would put her spin on mid century Scandinavian. And I yeah, should we talk about what we thought about the house? <laughs> sure. I mean, I love the house, but I wrote Joe can't not do farmhouse. Ah, yes. Well, there were definitely some touches of farmhouse. There was that great beam going through the living room. Mostly the kitchen. Yeah. Very, the kitchen and dining area seemed very farmhouse to me. She put a little bench in the dining nook and mm-hmm. um, the kitchen just still, I mean, I don't know. She just couldn't get away from that that look and feel. Yeah. And maybe that's what Lainey wanted to you know knowing that if you're hiring Joanna Gaines this is what you're gonna get I gather they wanted anything that wasn't what they bought (laughs) like I think they would have literally been happy with anything but yeah I mean it it certainly did not look bad but I would not say that the the kitchen was mid-century or Scandinavian uh the living room I thought they did a little bit better of a job getting that aesthetic in and the bedroom mm-hmm. looked pretty mid-century to me and mm-hmm. that office that front office was really nice too the front office in terms of like rooms that was my favorite room of of the house I thought that sure. the the glass window treatment so there was instead of you know having a um flush wall they they cut out a big hole and put in this metal this black metal and um paned like window it was like an industrial warehouse window yeah and it looked so cool and it allowed natural light to come through the office into the kitchen i i thought that was genius i i love that i think my favorite detail of the house was that um slat woodworking in the bedroom Mm. Yeah, that, that was very mid-century. I'll give her that. That wooden, that wooden slat, um, the slats that were like, kind of acted as like a headboard if, if you didn't have, if, if you didn't have a headboard on your bed. Um, and then also how the master bath was behind the the bedroom and, and hidden by a door. I, I feel like I've never seen that before or it just like, I don't know. I just liked how it just felt very hidden and like secret. And it's like you open the door and then there's like your gorgeous bathroom. I, I liked mm. that. I will say I did a deep dive. <laughs> I went down, I went down quite the rabbit hole because um, I was trying to see how much they paid for this place. Oh yeah. What'd you find? Well, I couldn't find the records for it. And I'm not sure whether Magnolia bought this under an LLC 
or if Lainey and Lucas bought it. It's implied Lainey and Lucas bought it because Chip and Joe asked them at one point, why did you buy <laughs> such a basically a crap hole mm-hmm. um and and lucas keeps saying you know that i i think this is a great deal i found this great deal and yeah so i really wanted to know like what's the great deal how much did they pay and how much is that worth now could not find that however mm-hmm. i did manage to find um facebook listings where <laughs> i'm totally doxing lucas and laney right now sorry guys <laughs> Um, but apparently, it, back in December, they were advertising for two housemates to come live with them in this house. Interesting. They said, college students, grad students, or young adults, males or females, please pass along to anyone you know looking. Please DM me for details. And then there's a picture of a house, and it says, this is not our actual house, but it's going to be freaking awesome. Oh, so they had a picture of the pre-renovation house on this listing? No, I think it's just a generic house photo. Oh, I see. Because because the episode wasn't public yet. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, that's interesting. But I, I was just kind of like, okay. Um, and the, this couple, Lucas and Lainey, they were during during these renovations with Chip and Joe. They were getting married. They had their wedding in the process of. So they're newlyweds. And now they're looking for roommates in this Chip and Joe house. I assume just to make a little bit of cash on the side because I doubt they have a mortgage on a place that was essentially a teardown. Yeah, they probably paid cash for this place. Um, so you're so in the the Facebook listing that you found said people to live with us. Yeah, housemates. Housemates. Huh. Okay. Maybe they just want people to live with them. They, they just, I mean, I, I mean, Lucas said he doesn't like to be alone. <laughs> he did say he, he doesn't said like he to He likes be a big open, he doesn't like to be closed off in a room. He wants a big open office. So, okay. <laughs> That's so interesting, though. Good find. Thanks. Don't get on my bad side. I will hunt you down. Okay, so then the next episode is dropping when? The the additional three will be released February 5th, February 12th, and then February 19th on the cool. streamer. My on, birthday. I can have a little screening. Right <laughs> I, know, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I will. I mean, I, I do think it is like a balm. And, and if you want something that's just very easy watching, um, low stakes, I I would I would pick up this show and I mean, I'm certainly going to pick it up. Keep watching. It's like it. they never left. They they got yeah. right back into it. The chemistry is still there. Chip's still a goofball. Joanna's still rolling her eyes. Chip is still eating things. Yeah, that was questionable. <laughs> he ate. There was this pile of what could either be termite dust. Wow. Well, that is a mess. I told you. Is it termites? It smells highly suspicious. Very urine-like. Or, as Chip said... I think it was a cat that is somehow completely decomposed. That's not true. It's possible. And he decided to taste it. Hold on, babe. Oh, my God. Babe, it's got this odd tinge to it. I'm leaving. I That was... That was... I think he was just going for shock and awe at that point. Oh, yeah. Chip, Chip is Chip, but like that was that was a little over the line for me. <laughs> that was, yeah, I agree. I had to turn away. Yeah, um, those veneers, man. 
I can't. I can't stop looking at his teeth. His teeth? Wait, does he have veneers? He has to because we... <laughs> I, I'm i not a frequent viewer of Fixer Upper, and but we... Um, we watched the very first pilot episode not that long ago, I feel like, and recapped it for this podcast. And then we've seen some since. He has different teeth. <laughs> Listeners, take a look at Fixer Up or Welcome Home. Tell us what you think about Chip's teeth. Um, They're definitely veneers. They have to be. Has he gotten veneers? Has Hollywood just made him rethink his appearance and he's made some minor adjustments to his appearance? They're blinding. He's a big time, baby. He's got to look good. Chip Gaines. Veneers. Oh, man. Okay. Well, if you want to check out Fixer Upper, um, new episodes premiere on Discovery Plus on Fridays. Let us know what you think about the reboot of Fixer Upper. Podcast at Realtor.com. Let's move on to making moves. This is where we discuss celebrities and homes that they might have sold. Uh, no, I'm kind of doing the intro for <laughs> for winners and losers. Making moves is just our update. We're going to update section. you on, on houses that we've talked about um, in the past. But <laughs> we're kind of breaking our own rules here because this first story that we're going to talk about is a house that we haven't talked about before but we thought it was interesting because this person is in fact making a big move um <laughs> matt damon a lister uh he recently listed his pacific palisades home um for 21 million dollars he put this place on the market and he decided to do that because he and his family have made the executive decision to make new york city their home and they own a house in New York City. They bought a penthouse in Brooklyn Heights for $16.7 million in 2018. It's in a very posh, swanky, star-studded condo building. Uh, it's called The Standish. And they are neighbors with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, I looked at a unit that recently sold for $5.5 million, And I was like, yes, please. So, um, I can see, you know, if this is your home that you have to look forward to and you are ready to brave the New York winters, mm. you've made that decision, go forth, Matt Damon. I mean, he is from the East Coast originally. It's just on this particular day when it's snowing like mad on the East Coast. And I believe, Natalie, you said a quote unquote this morning I'm so glad I don't live in New York anymore um, and you were just referring to the weather yeah it's an interesting choice that he's just you know packing it all up and deciding to go back east it's he's bucking the trend because most people these days are swapping New York for sunnier climates so you know we'll see we'll, we'll keep an eye on his Pacific Palisades home see if if it if he gets his price I mean my gosh this place is crazy though I was gonna ask you is this what you would think Matt Damon would own no I would think that Matt Damon would own a house that looks like the one that Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson just bought in Malibu which is straight Cape Cod Joanna Gaines like farmhouse t style you know very clean very white 
shiplap. Mm. That's what I would think for just because he is an East Coast guy and the his his Pacific Palisades house is so designy and like organic and and it's it's beautiful. Kind of masculine. Yeah, very masculine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get close to their price. So we'll anyway, we'll keep an eye on this this beautiful Pacific Palisades home. But that's that's what Matt Damon's up to. Speaking of prices, here's one we have talked about before. I don't know if any longtime listeners recall the podcast where we talked about John Bon Jovi's New Jersey mansion that he had not put an asking price on. And we talked about how perhaps this was a marketing move to stir up some interest and to maybe get some pocket listing buyers interested. Uh, That was a while ago. I would say that was easily eight or nine months ago. And I guess that strategy didn't work because Bon Jovi finally put a price on his home. We had asked real estate agents last year to give some guesses about what they thought his home might be priced at when he finally did put a number on it. And they guessed anywhere between 14 million and 100 million. I mean, come on now. (laughs) I would ask you, Natalie, to guess how much he priced it at, but you already know. So drum roll, please. $20 million. I mean, John Bon Jovi, we've talked about his properties, mainly his Florida properties, because he's been wheeling and dealing in Florida lately. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, he's he's he is real estate rich. <laughs> yeah, this New Jersey mansion though we have talked about before in the pod because it looks like the Palace of Versailles inside and out. It's in, like his his decor aesthetic, I'm sorry, but it's hideous. Oh god, it's 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 granny. Yeah, it's Versailles granny. Like it's it's wild. For someone who's supposed <laughs> to be like chic. Yeah, like for someone who's supposed to be a rock star, <laughs> it's it's just billowy curtains, billowy draperies and ornate, you know, molding, but like not in a good way and tassels on furniture. Like it's just, it's very odd. <laughs> There's tassels everywhere. Tassels, and which, yeah. <laughs> keep in mind, we will link to this, uh, to pictures of the house in our show notes. We'll link to actually everything that we've talked about today in our show notes. So if you're curious to get a visual image, I'm not sure that you can erase it from your brain after you've seen it. So Godspeed. <laughs> but if you want to see Bon Jovi's house that he finally put a price tag on, click on your show notes. Uh, okay. I also, we need to talk about um, Teresa Judice's home of Real Housewives of New Jersey because this house, it, it's a little internet infamous. Um, if you're not a Housewives fan, you might have seen this. I feel like people on TikTok were kind of making fun of it too. But um, Teresa has been trying to sell her McMansion since 2015. Uh, it's been on the market. Um, she she put it on the market in 2000. For, uh, excuse me, she put it on the market in 2015 for three million dollars. Um, and last fall, she dropped it to 2.5. And it's now back on the market for a little under two point two five million. Um, this house, the design is very confusing. <laughs> there's just <laughs> there's so many windows. There's so many like towers and little like uh, pillar details. It's just 
it's really I mean that's just the outside and then the inside (laughs) (laughs) she and Bon Jovi should get together and start their own ugly design firm yes they I think Teresa and Bon Jovi have a very similar style um if you have watched Real Housewives of New Jersey like me you'll remember this house from you know the big parties that Teresa has thrown uh you know seeing her girls run around the house it's a huge place uh it's it's six beds five and a half baths and it's on almost four acres of land so it's really sad I guess that she can't sell it for her price because it is such a huge piece of property um but it's a really really ugly house and it's so I don't know what to say about that except good luck Teresa good luck with your McMansion now it's time for winners and losers this is the final segment of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made and we pick a winner and a loser for their choices for their choices but also um for numbers purposes a lot of times we choose a loser or a winner because they lost cash you know they might have had to take less than they were off than 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 um they had initially wanted for the house um and unfortunately that's the case with our loser yeah we're doing a lot of build up to qualify uh this loser because i really don't want to call her one no i love her i'm sorry i'm sorry um our loser this week is the incomparable kelly clarkson now Kelly is a loser only once again for a numbers reason. She's going through a really messy divorce right now with her now estranged husband Brandon Blackstock. She put her Encino farmhouse on the market last year, 2020, for just under 10 million and now has had to cut the price twice. So she's now got it listed for 8.9 million. On top so of that, just Last month, last month being January, she had to cut the price of her Tennessee mansion in Nashville by 500K. And that one has lingered on the market for several years now. We've talked about it, I think, a couple times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she has basically two massive estates, multi million dollar massive estates that she's had to cut the price on and just can't seem to sell. It's not good. <laughs> it's really sad because um, we love Kelly. But, you know, I'm looking at this Nashville estate. This is one that she's, I mean, let me look. It's a 20,000 square foot estate. <laughs> yeah, it's in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is just outside Nashville. And even though she's slashed the asking price there a couple of times, it's still the priciest property in the area. So, I mean... She was never going to have this scooped up right. very Which, quickly. I'm looking at the property history. She listed this in 2007. She's been trying to sell this for f- almost five years. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And now she's trying to unload this Encino place and go through a divorce. So, oh, sorry, Kelly. Whatever yeah. doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? For sure. Didn't someone, did I read somewhere that um, 
Kelly is going to be taking over Ellen's time slot. No, I don't know. I think I saw that on the Instagram account, Dumois. Do you follow Dumois? I don't. It's like celebrity gossip um, and like blind items and stuff. But yeah, I saw it could be a total rumor. This is completely unfounded. I'm literally just spreading gossip. (laughs) But that's huge. Yeah. But I think Kelly, someone was saying that Kelly might be taking over Ellen's time slot. Mm. So, you know. Juicy. Doesn't mean maybe Kelly doesn't need the money. She's just trying to c- consolidate. My guess is that this is not a money thing. It's just um, a divorce thing, probably. But I don't know. She had the Nashville mansion on the market for the past three years, four yeah. years. So um, anyway, Kelly Clarkson, we wish you the best. But because of your price drops, you are a real estate loser of the week. Our winner is exciting, though. I'm so excited for our winner. Just complete the circle. Just really (laughs) tie up all those loose ends. There's a lot of loose ends that we're tying up. Yes, someone someone wanted that (laughs) 30-foot bed. I guess so. Our winner this week, finally, finally, is Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. We have talked about Shaq's Florida estate many a time on this podcast and how ridiculous it is inside. We talked about it when we talked about Cribs because <laughs> it was on that episode of Cribs. I think we, we talked about more than that. And I think we even talked about, we might have even talked about it with Gary Gold. We talked. Yes. He is the subject of conversation because of the crazy choices he made inside of his house to personalize it, which Godspeed, your shack, do what you want. But he has been trying to sell this house for years. Yeah. And he finally, finally after three years in the market and three price drops, has found a buyer. It's pending. This is Shaq's Windermere, Florida um, mansion. It's huge. It's 31,000 square feet. So it's actually bigger than Kelly Clarkson's Tennessee home. Um, and it's pending for 16.5. Or excuse me, it's currently on the market for 16.5. And it's pending. So we will, we don't know the final closing, you know, the, the final price. We will report on that once we get that. Let's let's hope that this sticks for Shaq because yeah, yeah like like it you could said, fall out. <laughs> yeah, like you said, good lord, he's been trying to sell this thing for a while. He bought it. Didn't didn't he buy it in nineteen ninety three? Um, for for just shy of four million, and then he completely put his Shaq spin on it with the thirty foot bed, the Shaq stamp with the the <laughs> basketball court that has Shaq like engraved into it yep Uh, the car garage or motorcycle garage yes the 30-foot bed that's built into the wall Um, none of these things are things that can come out (laughs) so the buyer the buyer gets all this goodness and gets to do what they want with it I'm dying to know who the buyer is I know huge Shaq fan clearly huge Shazam fan (laughs) or Kazam excuse me Kazam (laughs) I like Shazam too. Uh, and on top of this, it's it's good news all around for Shaq, but he's also found a buyer for his $1.85 million estate in Southern California. So um, two in, in one month, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal finally uh, has a bite on that <laughs> Windmere, Florida home. So for that, he is our winner of the week. 
that is it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to your show notes. We will have links to all of the stories so you can check out photos, read some inside scoop. Um, Please leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. Uh, If you like the show, let us know what you think. Um, Yeah, we, we really appreciate any and all feedback. We really do want to know what you think. You can also email us with your thoughts at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com or find us in social media. We are everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at house party pod on all three. That's where we get to talk to you guys and also post the photos and the stories that we've talked about today and just generally have a discussion about it. Keep the, keep the party going. Yes, keep the party going. We will keep the party going next week. Thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, did you hear Abby? That was my oh. dog. Oh, Abby's Oh, barking. Abby says bye to you. <laughs> Abby says bye. Bye. <laughs>